0: Podcast with Mo
1: what up and welcome to episode 40 of a podcast with Mo I am Mo this week we have two guests the uh, first one is Koopy she comes on to talk about books because that's what she does on here um, we talk about our patreon uh, party favors umbrella academy uh, russian doll and crashing so a little tv talk and then we're joined by chick and we talk more about goodie bags uh, just birthdays as a kid a little politics he informs me a little bit about the green new deal because i'm an idiot and then we talk about alex jones jason Witten, and then we have a top five favorite board games so um hope y'all all like that one Also this week, I'm going to change up the, or this episode, I'm going to change up the name of the episodes. Instead of being a quote from the episode, it's going to kind of actually describe what the episode's about. So everyone out there, uh, let me know if that's good or bad, you know, what's your opinions? Um, anyway, thanks for listening. What up? we're joined by Koopy. Hi. Hello. Um, so I need to say this is episode 40, and that's kind of a big Whoa. deal because it's technically episode 79 because I've done 39 episodes on the Pow Wow with Mo podcast that was like my true love, you know, of the podcast world. And... So I was like, man, I don't know if we'll ever make it to 40 because I only made it to 39 on the old one. And that one seemed to take forever to get to 39. And I know I've been doubling up some episodes these weeks. So maybe that's why it's quicker. But that seems like a milestone. So now I can bring back top five rappers or TV shows, you know, all the ones I didn't want to really repeat that we did on the old podcast. So anyway, come back, probably try to bring those back. but I got to have the right co-host, you know, like this episode. Uh, Chris will be on later and we do top five board games that's a fun one for yes. sure, um, but I you gotta like have the right, game. you gotta have the right you know co-host for the right categories, and that sometimes I'm makes difficult. I'm a little
0: disappointed difficult. I wasn't invited for that.
1: My bad. Uh, what's your favorite board game?
0: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, I don't know if it's really a board game, but I really liked Guess Who. That I, was fun growing up.
1: Um, I mean, it's kind of spoiled in, but I did give that an honorable mention. Oh, and I included basically the rules are anything that came in a box in the board game aisle.
0: Shoots and Ladders was fun. I bet.
1: Right. So, anyway, there's some uh, thoughts for what's coming life, up later here. The
0: game of life.
1: Um. Now, I do need to mention Clue. my patrons.
0: Sorry, I'll stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mention my patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash And I have to shout out Snappy, my mother, Hurricane Haynes. Those are my three better fans that get shouted out on every episode. Um, anyone else should go there and give me money because you have it and I don't. And yeah,
0: help support the podcast.
1: Exactly. I've almost got enough money saved up uh, in the little podcast fund to get a new microphone.
0: That's fun. But for you or for your co host?
1: Um, well, see, so, yeah, right now we use the same one. But really, I want to get a new one for me. And then the co host could use these two that are, that are the same. But I need a new one of these audio interfaces because this can only hold two microphones. Even if I get a third one, I can't use three at once. So I really need to keep saving up money so I can get one of those. And you know me, I really want speakers. It's all I talk about all the time.
0: Speakers cost a lot of money.
1: (laughs) They're way more expensive than I realized. And um, but you're
0: not going to get speakers if you spend your money on a microphone.
1: I know it's struggle. I feel like I need a way to I can sell some beats, and then I could buy speakers with that, and feel like you know they paid for themselves, sort of, (laughs) sort of thought. so anyway, yeah, go to patreon.com dot com slash podcastmo. Um, you get all these episodes early. The last episode, episode thirty nine, had like a two hour turnaround time from the moment we sat down and recorded it till it was up on Patreon. So, um, that's the sort of early access you get for as little as a dollar a month.
0: Is that guaranteed weekly?
1: What the early episodes or well, the two quick hour turnaround? No, <laughs> no, it was the fact Snappy got here early. As possible on Saturday morning and it was like, well, I'm up, so let's do it. Just knock this out. So, um, all right. Nothing. Another thing that comes up later on in this episode, we're doing it backwards, but I don't really care. Uh, We mentioned goodie bags and me and uh, chick who's on the later half of this. We grew up in a town that did not do goodie bags at birthday parties. And so like I, I'll just let everyone know now that's our reaction. Like, what the fuck is this? But you were like, what are you talking about? Goody bags Everybody are every- had a goodie bag. <laughs> you're like, that's how it just was in well, Norman, like, Oklahoma.
0: So for example, say so you're having a birthday party. I was um one I was a January baby, so one year it was a snowflake themed, like winter themed birthday. And so You would go down, like, the holiday aisle and find stickers and pencils. Like, maybe it was originally set up for, like, a school party. I don't know. But you put them in little cellophane bags, and it has, like, little plastic toys and maybe fake, like, jewelry and things like that, stickers, tattoos. Right. And you pass them out at the end of the party. And I just, like you pick that up when you're getting your plates and your streamers and everything else, like it's just a part of the party aisle. So did you never go down a party aisle?
1: Well, again, we being Chris grew up in a really small town. We didn't have a party store.
0: Well, you had at least a Dollar General that has a party aisle. Yeah. And it has all sure. that stuff, doesn't well, it?
1: My mom wasn't spending money on that shit, I guess. I don't know. But no one else's parents were either. That's the thing. Like it wasn't like I was poor and we didn't have 'em like even my rich friends they didn't give them out fucking goodie bags.
0: We always have goodie bags.
1: Oh, no. just I can
0: remember having a cultural it, it even difference. Even, like, weird themes, too. They have, like, the strangest themes, like, growing up anyway. Now it's all geared towards, like, Disney movies and stuff. Or
1: superheroes. Superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. But, like,
0: growing up, I remember I had a frog's birthday one year. It was, like, tropical frogs. Well, that's fun. Yeah. had, had I remember I had a cookie cake. That so, was a big deal. Cookie cakes.
1: Anyway, I just want to bring that up now so that <laughs> for when later on, when uh, Chick and I are, like, when did this happen you're on the camp of it's always been a thing
0: always been a thing for me anyway right. um let us know
1: yeah definitely around right the podcast let us know um and then the only other things i want to talk to you about before we get to your books because if you people don't remember haven't listened before uh koopy comes on after every month to let us know the book she read this month a
0: Little bookish session
1: last month she got comments that holy shit she reads a lot of books and i was like Yep, but this month, not as many because it was February, shorter. But anyway, we'll get there in a moment. The only other thing I'm bringing about is we watched Umbrella Academy.
0: Yes, I liked it, and I wish we had read the graphic novel. We need to get the graphic novel to thumb through.
1: Right. I Because it be is cool.
0: based on a graphic novel, if you're not aware. And I would it's a show on Netflix. I would
1: like to know when it came out because me and you both watched Heroes, and season one of Heroes is pretty good. And there is a lot of the storyline that kind of seems the same as Heroes season one.
0: Yeah, like definitely people coming into their Like, powers. Ellen Page
1: is Peter Petrelli and Klaus is Hero and what the time travels. Yeah. Or not Klaus. Uh, the five. Other,
0: number five, five travels yes. in time.
1: So, like, there was just know, a lot of very similarities between, like, I me knowing how that ended, like, oh, that means Ellen Page will be the Peter Petrelli role. And anyway, there was just a lot of stuff to you're like, oh, this is kind of. I think someone stole something from someone, and I don't know who was first.
0: Well, it, it definitely reminds me of Heroes, but it just reminds me of a general comic book trope. Right. like some, some. Now, go uh, The Watchmen or however uh, – Yeah, yeah, it's Watchmen. It is – I've never really read the comic book, but the movie has um, kind of like that same vibe as The Umbrella Academy. They're doing a
1: HBO TV show Watchmen, I believe, developing that at the moment.
0: So I don't know. I just feel like all those shows always kind of feel the same anyway.
1: Right. But so, they're always
0: really good. I like them right. all. Heroes lo- was great. I probably like it more than you do.
1: Right. Well, I loved season one, and I watched it live. Like, I was a freshman in college when that was coming on. It was the only channel I had was NBC. I got in the, the office that year as well. And I just wanted so much from Heroes, and they came back in, like, the second episode of season two and let this huge plot hole. So we were like, what? No, y'all aren't going to. And then like, as you go through season two, you're like, no one cares anymore. Everything that was so great about season one, they're just throwing out the window. I
0: did. There were some things that definitely didn't like. But I felt like overall it had some really interesting characters come in throughout it did. the series. I do
1: like heroes. But it was just season one, I think, was so good.
0: Hayden Penetary, shout out to her. Right. I like her. And you like
1: uh, Nashville a lot. or you did I, until, I did
0: until Raina James left uh, me. Uh, what's her name? Connie. Britain. Britain,
1: yeah, Mrs. Taylor is what Mrs. I call Taylor. her.
0: <laughs> She's great in everything. Why did she have to leave?
1: She is good. Um, So, anyway, Umbrella Academy, I just thought it was a little cliche, a little predictable at times. I'm sure there's going to be a second season. There and are
0: some really good characters. Ellen I Page hated is not Ellen the Page. Favorite. All the time. I like number five, and then the guy Klaus like, always stole the scene.
1: And that's another reason I wanted to read the graphic novel is the whole time I was like, I understand Ellen Page is a good actress. Like I'm aware of that fact. I did not enjoy rather her portrayal of that character or maybe it was how the character is written. But the whole time I was like, this is so I, I just hate seeing her on this every time she was on screen. I just didn't enjoy her. And I then, think
0: that's just the character, obviously. But right. because I mean, I, we can't say too much, but. I think that's just how she's supposed to be. Right. So either Ellen Page must be doing a really good job, maybe.
1: <laughs> could be how it was. Uh, and then we've started Russian Doll on Netflix. Yes,
0: we've watched two episodes.
1: Which is the Natalia... I don't remember her name. The chick from American Pie and Orange is the New Black.
0: If you had asked me yesterday, I could have told you.
1: And uh, Slums of Beverly Hills. That yeah,
0: was- that was when she was really young. Yeah,
1: I can't remember her name right now. anyway... Because of her, we like her as an actress. We wanted to watch Russian Doll. And personally, we're like, what, three episodes in, four episodes Mm -hmm. in maybe? I I do not find it that good. I don't understand the point. It's kind of, more or less the gist is it's like a Groundhog's Day scenario, but instead of her repeating every day I like Bill Murray, it's like she dies and then she restarts, dies, restarts. Kind of like that Tom Cruise movie that came out um years ago. And at this
0: point, she's just trying to figure out what's going on. So we really can't say because we haven't watched too much. Right. I, I really only think we're two episodes in.
1: But she's died like 28 times already. I
0: know, but that's been like the point of episode two is like she she can't figure it out. Right. Like, <laughs> so anyway,
1: I hope it gets, I just hope it gets better. I'm just Right now, all you see is the same people doing the same shit. And you're like, oh my I God. I know her
0: last name starts with an L, but I'm self conscious to try to even say it. Leone. Leone. I don't Natasha know. Natasha Leone.
1: I feel like it's something like that. Um, we, You know what would be real funny? If we're wrong, I can look, look it up and then we can just like audio dub it over <laughs> so horribly. Um, So, anyway, we're going to get into that. We'll see how that goes. And I'm sure there's other shows we need to watch. I'm still loving Crashing. Like, I love Crashing, it is easily my funny. favorite show.
0: Yeah. I, I still ship. Um, Him with Allie, though. Allie Riesling and.
1: Yeah. Well, that's. I've they're seen the
0: better couple. A
1: couple episodes ago, for anyone else that's currently caught up on crashing, I really like Pete Holmes with the new tall girl. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect. She's kind of wild and it's perfect for Pete and this is going to be fun. And then the, she's crazy. <laughs> last episode, they made it. Clear how psychotic she is, and you're I mean, like, oh no, I think no. she's totally
0: justified in her feelings or whatever, but she's <laughs> just very eccentric. And I right. don't see her and Pete like, I, I'm on. We can't, I see, I just want to spoil everything, right. I need to stop talking, but so it's Crashing's a good show. great.
1: Anyone that has HBO or HBO now or whatever, you really should watch it. Um, my favorite show on right now, Barry's about to come back on with uh, Bill Hader, so I gotta rewatch season one because I really enjoyed that show as well.
0: Very dark, but funny.
1: Right. And to me, it feel that eastbound and down Vice Principals hole of the HBO show. It's like dark, but you like laugh at it. It's like still in that vein. Anyway, um, TV shows are great. So you, when you're not watching TV shows by my, my me forcing you to, um, you like to read books. And this month you read three books in February and you were bummed about it.
0: I thought I could read five. And so three was not. And, right. the, and then the three that I read, out of the three that I read, only one of them really captured my imagination and took me on a fun journey. So I'm going to start with my, I'm going to like work up to the favorite. Okay. So I'm going to, these so are not in the, the best? order, these are not in the order that I read them. Gotcha. So the first book that I'm going to talk about is. Amber and Dusk by Lyra Celine. And it's not that I didn't like her book. It's beautifully written. It's just I've read a lot of books that are similar to it, and it didn't really feel original to me. And so I kind of felt myself kind of forcing my way through it, so to speak, like speed reading kind of not really. Normally I I savor every word. I'm a very – for how many books I read, I do kind of read very slow, yeah. Um. Like I can average about 150 pages a day. Like on a weekend, like on a Saturday, and about 50 pages on. There's an certain evening. if
1: you're really in a certain book, you'll read faster. But yeah, you read some books also that you just won't stop reading. You don't have like you're like me in video games in the way if you don't um get halfway through and go you know what. I this is just not worth my time. I'll just move on to the next. You're like, well, I might as well finish it.
0: Yeah, I, it's very rare for me to not finish a right. book. I'll just kind of speed read through. So it. So even if
1: you're not enjoying it, that makes you read slower. Is yes, what I'm saying.
0: yes, that's true. And so, Amber and Dusk is a YA, which is young adult um, fantasy novel. And if you have anyone in your life that is young or just, you know, maybe in high school and they enjoy fantasy, and they haven't read a whole lot of books, this would be a really go good go-to book for them. I know some um, young readers myself who I think will really enjoy this book. It's just for me, I've read a lot, and this just didn't hold up to a lot of the books that I've read in the past.
1: Right. If so I, I guess I should tell people what it's about. Right. And if I remember correctly, when you were reading it, your whole just idea at the time was this is just like every other – thing I read.
0: Yeah, it's like we have a girl who was raised on the outskirts of a fantasy kingdom, always felt like she was mistreated, didn't fit in, sort of scenario. Turns out she's special.
1: Right, of course.
0: Ends up going to the kingdom where she feels she's going to infiltrate the um queen's chamber, you know, be part of the queen's maid, ladies maids. Right. And um, she does. And she basically just hopes to have a better life. And turns out that she has um, this necklace that if you uh, look this book up online, you'll see that there's an amber stone in the middle of the cover. And it's called Amber and Dusk. Right. And this necklace is special to her that she's always had. You know, like it's right. just kind of very trope. I read uh, Queen of the Tearling
1: it had a lot of those same. Things, had a right? lot of
0: those same f- feelings to it, but I liked Queen of the Tearling a lot more. Where a lot of people hated that, so who knows? You right. know, a lot of people really didn't like Queen of the Tearling. I really enjoyed it, so maybe a lot of people who really didn't like Queen of the Tearling would like this because right. I felt like it didn't hold up. <laughs> Makes
1: sense. During you reading that, I just want to bring up our dog uh, is in the room with us, and she was staring at herself in the mirror for like. Five straight minutes in her tail just going like, Who is that dog over <laughs> there? And then now she came up to me like, Come we check have this another dog. <laughs> Come check this out.
0: We have the cutest dog. Yes. We, we do. should share a picture of her sometime.
1: Yeah, maybe on my Instagram, you know, where I'm always sharing shit. I'll post a dog picture.
0: <laughs> so out of five stars on Goodreads, I gave Amber and Dusk three stars because I know it's not a bad book. It just wasn't a great book for me. So Right. It might be something you might enjoy. Well-written,
1: just not your Oh, it's beautifully
0: written, and it's got some cool um, concepts with setting. I think she did a really good job building the world. Um, You can see on the cover it has, like, these little diamonds in the sky, and it's, like, when light hits certain things, you can see flakes of diamonds and stuff, like, floating in the air. Like, this is just kind of cool, you know, fantasy world that she created. I think when I read um a letter from the author, she said she got the idea for the setting when she was flying in an airplane, looking out the window. So right. it's, it's a, a kingdom where the sun never sets is kind of the idea. But there is darkness lurking. I see. Figuratively speaking.
1: All right. Well, what's next on your...
0: Okay. Book list. The next book um is called The Gilded Wolves by Roshani Ch- Chosky. I'm sure I'm saying Chokshi? I'm sure I'm saying yeah. that wrong. Um, I know she has a lot of middle grade books, and this is technically a YA book, so it's supposed to be for an older crowd. And YA,
1: because like for me, if I wasn't married to you. I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Y Why is for young adult?
0: Young adult, and just it's for everyone out there. <laughs> typically, they say thirteen and up, but I don't know. Maybe more like like 16 I would like my favorite up.
1: book is Ready Player One, and that's probably a YA.
0: Yes, it's a YA,
1: but really, thirty year olds love it, right? <laughs> so. so there
0: are a lot of older people who enjoy YA, and right. like middle like Harry Potter is technically a middle grade book.
1: Well, I mean, and like and no one wants love to read Harry Shakespeare. Potter. You know what I mean.
0: I love Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> nice. Twelfth
0: Night. Shout out to Twelfth Night. It's my I favorite. I know you love it, movie. and I just always, <laughs>
1: I just hate on Shakespeare all the time.
0: But anyway, um, The Gilded Wolves is a historical fiction, so that's kind of fun. It's set in eighteen eighty nine when France held the World Fair. It's when the Eiffel Tower was built. Right. Um, And it also has, like, magical realism. I I think of Indiana Jones meets, like, a Dan Brown, Mona Lisa. You know, what's uh, the Dan Brown book?
1: You're asking the wrong person.
0: They made a whole movie out of it with Tom Hanks, I think. Um, Angels and Demons. um,
1: Oh, uh, I'll, I'll remember it one second.
0: Uh, you know, he goes and he looks the Da Vinci uh, the Da Vinci Code, Code yes. Yeah. So it's like a Dan Brown because there's got a lot of like clues hidden in ancient artifacts, sort of feel to it. It's got right. an Indiana Jones feel to it. It's got a Dugo kind of trying to be a Lee Bardugo crew of misfits working together. Um, it's a very diverse cast. So if you're looking for a book that's LGBT friendly, it has some LGBT friendly um messagings in here with characters um in their cute little relationships. Um so it is a YA book and again it was good but just not as good as other things that I have read. Right. Like Leigh Bardugo, I love her books. Um Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Like you can tell um that's a very popular uh theme right now is to have a team of people working, like, that's just really popular in YA right now. Right. And so this has that. So if you like that... Um,
1: it's basically people are taking the way stories are told in video games I love, of r- classic RPGs, uh, turn-based, you know, where you have the the group of characters. Yes. And then you go through and you get a little bit of everyone. Like, video games have been doing that for, like, 20 years. Like,
0: it has so. a different chapter for every character's perspective. Right. Um. Some people really that's don't, very Games
1: of Thrones. Some
0: people don't like that; they prefer to be immersed in a single character right. um, narrative. But this one does have like six, maybe characters.
1: Uh, Game of Thrones got me into reading, or A Song of Ice and Fire, and I love the way they don't have chapter numbers and it just switches around between characters' perspectives. So, I'm all about that.
0: So it says here on the blurb: it says to hunt down the ancient artifact. The order seeks Severin calls upon a band of unlikely ex- experts: an engineer with a debt to pay, a historian banished from his home, a dancer with a sinister past, and a brother in the arms, in, a brother in arms if not blood. Together, they will join Severin as he explores the dark, glittering heart of Paris. What they find might change the course of history, but only if they can stay alive. So it's, it's a good s- little s- story. It's just I found it. I didn't connect with the characters as much as I had connected with other characters and other books. And right. it just again, I gave it three out of five stars, which for me means it was good. It wasn't great, right? but it was good. So some people might find it great and it has a beautiful cover. Yeah, looks cool. Um, and I know both Amber and Dusk. And the Gilded Wolves are both the first in a series. So more will come so out more will come out of both of those. Um, they were good.
1: All right. And then you have another one that you liked more.
0: This one I really liked. And I will be getting the sequel. Um, it is called Shadow of the Fox by Julie... Kagawa? Kagawa. That's how I pronounce she's, it. I'm sure she's Japanese because the story is Japanese. Right. Um, and I know at
1: first because... You have very little experience with Japanese sort of culture before yeah, this. Yeah, I
0: love Asian foods. <laughs> right. But that's about all and, that I know. And and you've introduced me to the world of Pokemon.
1: Right. So I'd say, like, there's a few video games I've played that has a little bit about Japanese culture. So, like, Persona, um, which I meant to ask Chris about when he comes on later, but I forgot because he beat it um, after letting him borrow it. But anyway, Persona has a lot of random words that I was like, oh, yeah, devil. I know that one because... They was, you know, here or whatever. Oni. Right. And so, and then also they are used to this game series called The Way of the Samurai, in which a lot of what you would talk about, I was like, oh yeah, remind me of that game I used to play. Yeah. So. so
0: we have like two characters and one is a samurai. Well, right. he's, he doesn't. He's not an official samurai. He's of a secret order that's similar to the samurai. And he doesn't follow the honorable codes of a samurai. Like, people think he's, like, this honorable guy, but he's like, I secretly have no code of honor. Hell yeah. So he's, like, this... He's, like, trained to be a killer, basically. Like, he has a mission. He's just... He's been trained his whole life to have no emotion, no human connection, be totally isolated.
1: Like the movie Soldier.
0: And he just does what he's told. And he fills out these missions, and he's really good at it. And he's handsome, and he doesn't even know it. So he's like this mysterious badass ninja. Right. And then we have another sweet, adorable character. Um, She's Kitsune. Did you know that term?
1: No, I guess not. Heart
0: Fox. Oh, yeah, when you mentioned
1: that to me, like, so for Persona 5, because on the cover of this, it has a fox mask. Yes. There is a character Who wears a fox mask. They all have masks of different animals. And her name is
0: Yumiko. And she has trained all her life um, with like this monastery. I don't know. Like a Buddhist type.
1: Some sort of religious order.
0: Temple. And they're very peaceful. And she has always been ornery and always disappointing her teachers because she's part fox and she can never keep that mischief at bay she's always up to um i guess they have tricks with magic like firefox is that where that comes from i don't oh, know maybe. <laughs> but she can do like fire magic um but anyway she's adorable and i absolutely loved her character she's so sweet and just accepting to everybody which might you know would put her at Harm, but by looking at the good in everybody, people always treat her with kindness because she's so sweet. No one wants to hurt her. Right. So, he's uh, the ninja. What's his name? I don't remember. This was the first book I read in the month, and I none of the other ones could live up to it. His name is Cage Tatsumi. Um, he is keeping secret from her. Like he was supposed to go to her temple and steal this ancient scroll basically and when he goes to the temple he finds that it's being burned down and she's running away from it because there's all these demons there burning down the temple and I'm not really giving a whole lot away because that happens like within the first 30 pages or so Um, it's kind of like the setup to their Characters meeting and they're both kind of keeping secrets from each other. He thinks she's just a normal peasant girl doesn't know that she's kitsune because she's only part kitsune I guess like right you can see her fox features in a reflection but not face to face. So he doesn't know that she has these magical connections with the spiritual world I guess because she can see things that normal humans can't and he's keeping secrets from her. So it's a it's going to be interesting to see where the s- second book goes. Um he's got a sword with him that is like has a demon trapped inside of it.
1: Right, that's a common trope as well.
0: Okay. So throughout the story he's like battling with this demon who's trying to consume him completely. So it's got a lot of depth to it. Um I know some people didn't like it cuz they said it seemed like a lot of things that they have read before. Like you have said that You've heard of all of this before, but for me, it was a fresh um, book that I hadn't read anything like it. So for me, it was a five star. I really liked it. If you've read a lot of things in Japanese um, literature, this might be really boring for you and very young because it is a YA book. But for me, it's a good introduction into Japanese inspired literature. And I will get the second one called The Soul of the Sword. And that comes out, I believe, in June. Right on. Yeah, so I'm excited about that one coming out.
1: Yeah, that one sounded cool when you were.
0: I really enjoyed it. And to be honest, I didn't think I would. That was why I had had it since like November and hadn't read it. Right. But I finally picked it up in February and I'm really glad I did.
1: Yes. If there's one thing we have more of than anything else in our house, it is books.
0: And more will be coming.
1: I'm trying to think if that's accurate. Yeah, I probably got more books than like paper plates. We got more books than any. I'm trying to think of things that are like just small dumb stuff that we would have and uh, yeah I think we probably got more books than that so
0: well when you have a book you're never alone Well, so it's we've not got a lots person. of friends it's, we've not got- a, <laughs> it's
1: not a person it's a I book am- <laughs> what are you talking about? but
0: they keep me company
1: <laughs> So, like you said we have a dog you're never alone that makes sense
0: that's true we have a great dog and we're never alone with her
1: alright well thanks for coming on to talk about books I'll let you get back to read more books because yeah. right now you're reading the biggest book I've seen you attempt to read I think.
0: um, Maybe. I don't know. Since
1: at least lately. Definitely lately. It's huge. It's
0: 804 pages.
1: But it's not 800 pages. Like, see, I will say Game of Thrones is 1,000 pages because I read it, you know, 1,000 pages. But that was like this size. Yours is like 800 pages of like a textbook size, 800 pages.
0: It's a hardback. Yeah. It's huge. Well, the text isn't super small. And the paper's no. thick.
1: Okay, well, it just looks massive when you're carrying it around.
0: It is massive. Like, you got to
1: lay on your side to read it. You yeah. can't even hold it above you
0: because <laughs> it would
1: fall and give you a concussion.
0: Well, I look forward to telling you guys all about that book in all the right. future. We'll see how many I can read with that beast. Perfect. I'm thinking I'm going to try to get at least three.
1: Right. I think you can do it. We'll see. All right, good luck.
0: Thanks. Enjoy. I hope you guys Go out to a bookstore because we don't even have one in our sad town. Yeah. If you live in a town with a bookstore,
1: don't you take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. <laughs> All right, later.
0: Bye. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or
1: corrections, please email us at a podcast with mo, that is a P O D C A S T W I T H M O at Gmail Perfect. Boom. What up? And we're joined by Chick. Hey, guys. All right, man. What I've done, or I try to do, is uh, take notes for different random people Mm -hmm. so that whenever you're on here, you're not going to ask you random shit. Right. Um, So how's life been, man?
2: Life's good. We're starting softball season for those that, you know, care about softball. I'm a huge love yeah, of softball. I mean,
1: last time I talked to you, I feel like you were in softball season. Well, and we that.
2: did fall. We're doing fall and spring ball. Yeah. And We did basketball in the middle of all that, too. So Raylan's getting a workout all the time. And how old
1: is your daughter? She's nine. Nine. So, yeah.
2: But I like, she's not the best athlete at nine years old. And I'm not upset about that. But, but she's, she's really w- tall, right? Right. She's really tall, but she's way ahead of schedule for like, when I started playing basketball, was fifth grade. Right so, she's, you could. right. so she's learning more than I ever could have at an earlier age. So I don't care that she's not, like, the best one on the court, but she's learning. Right. And I feel like later in her fifth and sixth grade years, she knows the game of basketball and is going to be decent. Right.
1: Um, also, the reason I speak for people that, you know, it's been a while since you've been on um, – yeah. The way I'm like, you couldn't play until fifth grade like I know is because I did know we went to the same high school. So semi-
2: yeah, some grade uh, school. Where we grew up there. I have like
1: a weird connection to all the random people, and <laughs> yeah, that is ours. our unique connection right. out of my co-host. Um, but one thing I saw you post about weeks ago on Facebook, and I took a note and was like, whenever Chris comes on, I'm asking about this. Is something about goodie bags at birthday parties (laughs) and i was a little confused by it because i don't have kids i haven't done any of that stuff yet
2: it's a cost on the parent to provide like toys or candy but they're not like expensive toys but you're buying a bag for like 10 kids you're buying a a little toy for 10 kids and then candy to fill the bag for 10 kids for your daughter's birthday baking basically bribing kids to come to your party so
1: it's not something you get for the kid whose birthday it is so it's like if there's a birthday party, you have to make a swag bag, for swag bag.
2: It's definitely a swag bag. The other kids. Yeah, It's a swag bag. But I mean, it's bullshit. The, the I make mean, it I'm cheap. just jealous. That never happened. No, we never got we that got cake. Shit. Cake. Yeah, that was what you went for. And like if, if they we there was a place in Wichita Falls called um, White Beach or Sandy Beach. And it was a pool area. And you could go and have your parties there. Right. And we'd have pizza parties. I didn't like cake. So we would just put candles on the fucking pizza.
1: Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, we went to the Plex a lot in Wichita Falls. Uh,
2: Plex was fun. I mean, that was a little bit I was it wasn't around when I was a
1: Right. Well know. the place you mentioned, I'm like, oh yeah, no. Exactly. Um I remember Chuck E. Cheese was basically the best place to have a birthday party as a child. Oh, good. for sure. I mean, I have pictures of me and four years old, you know, that's where my birthday party was and I loved it. When I was five, it was at McDonald's. So you could totally see like money wise. My parents, I guess, just weren't doing as well. That year. <laughs> so they're like, we went to McDonald's. we kids do the same f- thing every year, right? And look at the freezer. And that's what we did. You take a tour of the fucking bag. Where now you're like, who gives a fuck about the kitchen of a fast food restaurant? But that was what you did, and you thought it was, you know. I mean, fun. the
2: balls. Like you could go play in the ball pit. No one else had a ball pit. That that's true.
1: Fun. Very true. Uh, but the Plex later on became cool because it had mini golf oh, and go karts, yeah. and arcades and, and laser cages. tag. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was awesome. And so and
2: it's huge facility, so it's not like all crammed in one space. The bumper boats was fun, too, because they had a I polar guess. bumper boat.
1: So it was like the the teenage Chuck E. Cheese, right. but without the animatronic rat man. <laughs> <band. laughs> no, they didn't have anything. But, I mean, I it, was get, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. He doesn't
2: love a rat walking around.
1: All right. So basically what I need to be aware of is if, say, something happens and I'm going to have a kid someday and I'm going to throw a birthday party, I have to be ready to make goodie bags for the kids' friends. Yeah yeah bullshit it's just weird um it's
2: it's okay like it's not a big deal but like i remember we saw this with
1: a skating rink a lot that was like a big deal and it was like that was the that was the prize right You, you skated
2: Yeah. the skating thing we did for our daughter they got to skate and we paid for the for like 15 kids to skate and then we did the goodie bags there too so they got goodie bags as well right
1: man Fucking kids these days.
2: That's what's wrong with
1: the world. They're all. That's always like.
2: Well, I'm like. Let's go to the park and have it if we're gonna buy goodie bags, because at least I don't have to pay for the park.
1: Right. Exactly. Park's fucking free. I agree. Um, I go to the park every day. Park's way. awesome. Did it, did, did, it's a today, beautiful park here. Fucking. I went the last three days. It's been thirty degrees fucking almost every time I go, and right. everyone looks like I'm, like, I'm crazy. <laughs> but my dog loves it needs it and right she needs it that's the thing she doesn't have a thick coat i know she won't last long we right. just do the little half mile right. the little
2: bottom one it's also good for your heart and right walking and your so day.
1: i just need the dog to not be fucking crazy <laughs> so <laughs> while I you're that. gone all day and and i know they just built a new dog park and people are like we'll tell you to the dog park it's like my dog doesn't want to go run itself
2: right it's it an
1: adventure yeah. when we go together so um
2: just stay in the car and put in the dog park now that doesn't work <laughs> fights with other dogs
1: and something a little bit, not like super serious, so I guess politically, because I like to get in politics a little bit, not like bash people over the head with it. I just give my opinion and take it or leave it. All right. Um, but I'm like a, a liberal libertarian, and I think you're like a little more conservative libertarian, a little more than me, yeah, I guess, a little more than say. you. But we're both like in that libertarian vein,
2: definitely. I don't want the government in my business at at all. I just want them to set the laws where they are, and we use the court systems how we see right, fit. Like, in
1: my opinion, I think the police department should act very similar to that of the fire department,
2: right? And it's when like, there's an emergency,
1: you call them, yeah, and they come and help. They shouldn't but be hidden behind the bush trying to catch you, do some shit because they need some money. The worst Funny. is
2: Asher, Oklahoma. If you drive through Asher, you better go five miles under the speed limit. And if you stop the stop sign, look three times before you pull away.
1: <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, there's a speed trap uh, in this little fucking itty bitty town like 10 miles away from us. And it is the worst. Like You'll hear so many horror stories. Have you
2: watched The Innocent Man on Netflix yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. We watched so it. Talk about it a while ago. You, did you know the guys from Asher? The the one that got released and drunk himself to death. Oh, he was from Asher. He was a softball player at Asher. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, there was a. The show was crazy. Oh,
2: so crazy. And it was it's weird a book that, by Tom Clancy, right? Is it Tom Clancy?
1: No, 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 not Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy's the what like, is his spy name? war guy? Yeah, t- Gresham.
2: John, yeah, John Gresham. John That's Gresham. Gresham. There we go. Yeah.
1: But one of the main houses they use is a block this way, right? right. It's like, like right here, yeah, exactly. and I drive by it every day, <laughs> and I'm like. They made it because there are these two houses that look shitty, but it's right next to the IT department of a bank. <laughs> it looks all nice. And they just cut it perfectly Did they? to where you, you don't guys, see that. It's just like in the shitty part of Ada where I live. <laughs> like right? in a block away. You're like, it's not that bad. <laughs> like we're Bob Brahms, guys. There's lots. Twenty four hours, hours a day. Twenty four hours a day. Cops pull in shit.
2: there all the time to get a fucking ice cream as they're driving around. Oh man, it's the
1: best. Um so anyway, I, the reason I bring up our politics a little bit is because I think we're both pretty good at – I like to make fun of both sides. I do. Now, lately, I have made fun of uh, probably Republicans more, but that's just because I think Donald Trump's an idiot. Uh, Not, he, politically, don't care. I just think his literal intelligence level – No,
2: yeah. He's made some great policies, uh, but he's low. a fucking idiot. You don't want to listen to him talk. Right, you don't want to so, listen to him to do anything. And if
1: his policies did anything, like regardless of what anyone told me – and I know that's like hypocritical cause I'm be like, oh, be open-minded um, – he didn't do it. Fucking one of his advisors came up and was like, right. hey, it's sign m- this It's someone else. Yeah, it's like,
2: this one's going to make you famous, this make you look, <laughs> this look really good. Look so
1: maybe I'm just too uh, jaded by politics. Think, but, yeah. but anyway. But
2: it wouldn't have been any better the other way around. So we needed Obama probably for another term
1: right and that's fucking people hate Obama around here so that's fucking blasphemy but um, I'm a big fan I just think he's a cool guy but now Netflix paying him and he's gonna just fucking get paid to be an executive <laughs> producer on some Netflix shit
2: I mean
1: it'll be great to watch I mean I know this will be fucked up not trying to bring race into it but it's to me this is what it is Dude, have you it's watched- that like Netflix was like hey we'll just get any documentary about any black thing in history and we'll like just black sell- history right. and it'll go executive produced by the Obamas, Obamas. and people are like I'm watching it Just period. Why would you not? There's no doubt. It's got
2: some relativity as Obama produced it.
1: Obama knows what's up. He's a smart guy. Uh, So anyway, um, the Green Deal, the new Green Deal, whatever. With AOC. Uh, Yes. Alexandria
2: or Ocasio-Cortez.
1: Yeah, see, I never know. I just say AOC, but I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So when I do the show (laughs) notes, it says AOC and ACO. Right. And I'm always like... uh, Which
2: one? Yeah.
1: (laughs) But... This new green, today I see you on Facebook with a fellow co host, Wyatt. Y'all were kind of going back and forth, and he described himself on this podcast as a diehard liberal. And so, y'all were just kind of going back and forth about random shit. Well, we were what respectful. Your, right. I mean, yeah. Totally. It was a no one was being mean right. or I, hateful. No
2: one called each other names. It, uh, it was a conversation.
1: Right. So, anyway, what was your just general thoughts on just that whole idea? You don't have to go into details, but just the, uh, the, the conversation. The idea or- of the Green New Deal maybe because i don't know a lot about it um
2: it's gonna be a 21 trillion dollar freaking deal that's what it would cost to do the new green deal i mean that that in itself is not doable unless we just print our own money and then right
1: because right, me and you were briefly talking about this earlier and i was like well money is imaginary bullshit that america right. just makes up but we're
2: america we can
1: say what our currency is worth right right because we're number one um but I, I mean i'm just complaining about the fucking wall costing a bunch of money that was like one of my big things against it and we're not always, it was more of the, it costs a bunch of money for the fact most illegals get in a different way. Yeah,
2: they can walking. fly. Like, <laughs> have you seen all the ones where it's like, I guess he's never heard of airplanes, <laughs> yeah. even though he flies on it all <laughs> the <I'm> time. <laughs> so
1: good. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the Green New Deal. What are some highlights that I should be aware of? Because all I've heard, it was basically going to give everyone jobs.
2: You're going to get everyone jobs, but that's you, you'll get a guaranteed job, whatever, and whether you're willing to work or not willing to work. Right, so why would I go to work?
1: Right, unless well, it's good because some people need to work.
2: Right, some people have that uh, like innate nature that I gotta go to work. Not enough. Not enough. of <laughs> not No, no, not enough to sustain the country. Yeah. Why would country. you? I mean, at, at some points, like sometimes I'm just like I don't want to go to work. So with that system, you didn't want to go to work today. You're right. still getting paid. Right. Well,
1: to me, like I do think there's like some fun kindness ideas and and socialism right and if you're even saying everyone has to get money i had this argument the other day at the real conservative guy only because like i know the argument not because i necessarily agree someday we're gonna have robots to do everything and when that day comes there are no robots but they'll be like no jobs to do so when that time comes we'll have to give people universal income you just have to because what else will they fucking do so in that world if you can just imagine that already exists, I get how you already
2: are life. But it doesn't yet. Right. But yeah. I think people are just like, well, we got to get it ready. Got to get it set up and ready. Set up a plan We'll pop and, and, and put it when it needs to be done. But right now it doesn't need See, to be done. See, I think you could even go as small
1: as like, okay, everyone
2: gets $10. Gets you get ten dollars a month
1: now. or whatever ten dollars a month. That's our new safety net. Sweet, <laughs> you yeah, know? great. Just, I mean, I'll
2: s- spin on a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I'll see. But I quit, and I, it's, it's the worst thing in the world. We've switched from Reds to to Golds, and then we're gonna go Silvers, and then I want to go like maybe if I'm still smoking at that point. See, I tried before. I tried, man. I quit for two months, and I mean, it's just really not. tough. when yeah,
1: like, I'm over six months now, and uh, I want one in the sense of like. And I know, like anyone who hears this, it, like, knows, like I like little good pissed at it. Of like, I want to test myself, and I can have one and be cool because it's been that long. Drink too much. I want one when I drink. Right. See, I don't drink that often. I mean, I went I, out. I once. say I drink a lot.
2: I don't drink every night. I drink on the weekends quite a bit. All right, alcoholic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I drink. I wanted one when I went out and drank uh, and saw my friend Josh uh, Shelton's band play, but no one had menthols, and I was like, "Well, no, I want one.
2: No, I, want
1: one. <laughs> I don't want one. I want And so. I didn't. And that's awesome. That's good. Right. And so it's cool. Um, But I use Shantig. So it's not like I fucking cold turkey did. I fucking Ray Liotta came on that TV and Ray Liotta told me he helped, he quit smoking with Shantigs. And I was like, well, makes hey, sense. I think that's cool. My grandpa I love did Ray as well.
2: Liotta. He's so awesome.
1: And my grandpa told me his story of like, you know, he was driving home a month and a half and being on Shantigs and the cigarette tasted like dog shit and he just never did it again. Mine was like me knowing that story. And it was a month in and I'd barely cut back at all. And I was like, I don't think I'm doing very good. And then within a week I quit. Yeah. Cause I was like, I need to catch up to my grandfather. He smoked for <laughs> six, six years, years. And
2: that's <laughs> like my wife has smoked since she was nine. I think no, oh, maybe shit. 12 or something like that. Right. I don't know. Was, um, exaggeration a little bit there, but right. she's been smoking a while. Um, and then I only started smoking like when we got together. So I've only been smoking like eight years, but like, It's the hardest thing to to quit. Yeah, I smoked. I tried vaping, and vaping um, just makes me want a cigarette. You
1: look so dumb. I'm sorry if anyone's out there and you vape. You don't look cool, especially with the big brick ones. Just get the ones that you smoke little little pot oil out of. You know, like those look normal. When you get the big fucking
2: bricks, and they're like, (sighs) I basically have a vape now to be able to smoke in places I couldn't smoke a cigarette in. So I'm smoking more. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when
1: I've got like nicotine gum. Yeah. And then just kept smoking cigarette, but no, I'd be like, right. I'm like, double the nicotine. Right.
2: Yeah, uh, That's what I started out dipping because oh, I did I, it only on football games. Yeah,
1: right. So I started out dipping when I first got to college for no fucking reason besides I was bored. And then I got to where I realized Copenhagen was clearly expensive because it was the best and I would only do the best. And I was like, this is so expensive. I have to switch to cigarettes. And then that got outrageous right. and then now like I said I've finally quit um, and hopefully it won't happen again where I go back to them
2: all right um, but we'll see on the uh, green new deal as yes. well um, there's also the policy where like we would you've talked about cow farts but yes she wants to have everyone on electric cars when eight or eight to 12 years or something like that and that's gonna be impossible we rely too much on fuel
1: well to me it's not even that. Let's just say tomorrow we could snap our fingers and every car every, on the was lot. Every car a Tesla. Yeah, it was like a Tesla. On the lot, not the one, Joe. On the lot, my car's over eight years old. Yeah, um, a lot of people's are. I don't get a. Honestly, I don't even know when I'm going to be able to get a new car. Right, right. like that's a situation I'm in. So it's it's impossible. Like yeah. now you
2: can because I use this. Whole but in, in her new belt. deal, you would be given a new car. Oh, all right. I mean, I, I would take it, but she would give you a new car, and she they come and take your car away. Huh.
1: Within eight years, so they're gonna have to set up a whole agency of like a uh, repo men.
2: I guess so. Pay pay these people to come bring you a car, and then when they bring you a car, they take your car with you.
1: I wonder what they do with your car. I, I guess sh- scrap it. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I think this is really entertaining. From like a, I want. I mean, here's the thing though, I hate conservative personalities on the internet, yeah. and they're just way more annoying to me than liberal. Are you personalities. talking
2: like someone like Stephen Crowder or Ben Shapiro?
1: Right. Ben Shapiro, I actually don't don't hate. And I will...
2: At least it makes sense. I
1: will listen to uh, the whole fucking Joe Rogan, Alex Jones podcast. Right. Uh, that was I almost haven't five watched hours. it yet, but
2: it looks good. And I
1: find that very entertaining. Right. But I wish someone could write um, kind of like the game Bioshock. Bioshock is about a libertarian paradise that goes wrong. Right. Even though I enjoy libertarianism, I've never thought, played Bioshock, so it'll um, be interesting. That idea is fun of like they made their own society with their rules, but it got corrupt, right? And it's like shows how corruptional... So... I Absolute like power ideas. corrupts absolutely.
2: Yeah. Exactly,
1: um, and so I would like someone to make some sort of sci-fi thing based on like the Green New Deal goes through. It's right. like everyone wants it to work so bad because I do believe, and I know this is like an unpopular thing, I do think everyone's hearts probably in the right place. Right. I think they they mean for it to go well.
2: They just hate each other so
1: much, right? And
2: none of well, them. Are, none of them can concede like a point. Like, you're, right. you're probably right on that, but I'm not willing to give up this.
1: Right. Well, and to me, the only reason I kind of like this AOC chick is because she has shown easily how, like, Congress is corrupt. Look how easily they can corrupt you. And I I respect that as I just do. Um, but I have seen...
2: But have you gone to, like, the fact-checking side so after she's gotten done speaking? They're all like, this is completely wrong. This is completely wrong. Right? But this see, one's a load of bullshit. For, for
1: you to say, I'm totally fine with that because, again, me and you both voted for Gary Johnson in this yeah. presidential race. But for people who voted for Trump to then complain about that, I'm like, Right. Dude, <laughs> he, he breaks every re-roll. fact-checking. Like, they don't even fucking run it because they're like, right. he doesn't tell the truth in a speech. Right. So. I just always find it funny that the it, people...
2: What made America great back then was lying to them, telling you everything's <laughs> right. fine. Everything's fine. We got this. We're number one. We're number one. So it's all interesting. But honestly, I can't think of money
1: politics, I'd mention Joe Rogan thing, without thinking of the fact the elites are running it with the human-animal hybrids that Alex Jones is talking about. Um, it's so fascinating. I just highly recommend. I'm sure there'll be another podcast I this. Oh,
2: like We haven't like realized that we're the we're building something for someone else. Like I,
1: that's interesting. Well, he's saying that there are a little sneak peek for anyone that in China, of course, and our upper shadow governments, uh, they have animal like an evolution, human, human, race? human hybrids. That'll be like 2% pig. So that therefore it's not technically human and you don't have to give it human rights. And then we can harvest it to organs. And that's like this big conspiracy he he's going on about, and I'm thinking it's super entertaining. Um, He's watched way too many sci fi. But right, if you've seen Stargate, like yeah. I have, like every episode, the last two seasons of Stargate SG one is a story about the aura and how there's like gods, uh quote unquote, their people are ancients that ascended to another dimension, and then there's evil versions of that that like want people to worship them, and then mm. they kill them. I don't know. They're like evil ascended people. And then that's basically Alex Jones' new take on aliens and God. Yeah. And I'm like, I think he just watched Stargate. <laughs> and now he's talking about Stargate. Stargate, which is great. I love Stargate. Yeah. That's like my shit. So I'll enjoyed it. But anyway, I really liked it. One more thing I need to talk to you about before we get to our top five list. All right, um, Jason Witten back to the Cowboys.
2: I mean, everyone's talking about. Well, that was their weakest link last year. Was not having a good cut tight end and maybe it was but I felt like Blake Jarwin really came on at the end of the season and we may stunt his development because Jason Witten's now back on the team as the number one option right which I mean I get whatever but he is a Better option currently, I think, than Blake Jarwin. I just would rather develop than bring in an old guy.
1: I think he was just so bad at Monday
2: Night Football that they felt not. bad
1: for him. <laughs> they learned like,
2: hey, come back. Put your foot in your – what was it? Foot in your head or something like that? I mean, yeah. It
1: ridiculous. He, well, I don't think he was as bad as initially would have been, but they tried to pitch him as like a Romo-esque. star. And he was getting compared to Romo and he should have been practicing somewhere first before he got Monday Night
2: Football. Monday Night Football. Let's put a rookie on there and hope that he's as good as Romo because Romo was awesome in his first year, even his second year. Um, But, yeah, Jason Witten just didn't know what to do with his hands. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty funny. Um, Yeah, but I – I mean, I don't hate it as long as it works out. Did you and see on your Nick picture Foles?
1: for the uh, cover of the podcast, you actually have a Cowboys hat on. We're wearing one now, um, so I felt like I had to ask you about that. But how do you? What do you want in the draft this year?
2: We got to go defensive end because of fucking Randy Gregory and David Irving. All right. have to
1: Let's see what happens. I'm just curious. I haven't looked into the draft at all. And but then, Nick Foles, um, I haven't heard anything about him. Honestly, he went for, to the
2: Jaguars. I thought
1: did he? Yeah, I haven't got an alert
2: about it. I think it's in the works.
1: Because okay. like, I'm getting alert if any like, official news right. happens. Honestly, this is what I wanted to happen. And at first, I did want Big Dick Nick to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because I don't know if you've heard of his nickname, Big Dick Nick. Oh, yeah. But that's what the ringer calls him because rumor is. He's got a big dick. He's got a big dick, and that's where all the swag comes from and all these playoff wins. So I would love Big Just Dick keep, Nick Just keep him
2: Phil like, I guess, with women all the time. No, no, he's super his? religious. Oh, is he? And he only
1: has sex with his wife and all that stuff. But still. Uh, power comes with it. Um, but I wanted the Cardinals to take Kyler Murray
2: and then Jacksonville trade trade for Josh Rosen. And
1: I was like, Oh, I want that so bad,
2: but that would have been a hell of a deal. And then you could, he like, yeah, that would be nice. But I don't know what'll happen. We'll see. They should do that. Take their first two picks and then turn it into whatever you want. You know, like, I think the Giants, if they're smart, they try to go up and get Kyle, Kyler Murray, and you put him and Saquon Barkley on the field together, and what do you fucking do? Well, With OBJ out there, too. You run an option? <sighs> and then Evan Ingram. Can you run I'll, options in the— I, I, He can throw the ball. Remember like back
1: uh, when basically NCAA was still a video game, and you yeah. all the time be like, dude, they had to be able to run the option in the NFL. But I'd, everyone I'd like, bring back whoever Michael fast.
2: Vick's offensive coordinator was and be like, come, come, <laughs> right, come. Um
1: come. So anyway, way too early for football, because I normally hate on football all the time, but I thought I should get there. Um, Sorry,
2: that's that's because of me.
1: Yeah, you love it. It's fine. So we're going to go with the kind of more fun top five list. For sure. Uh, I sent you basically a random list of top fives uh, to be like, I know we need to do because I haven't done one in a while. And then you jumped on this one, which is top five board games. Hell yeah. It's because I've been playing a lot of board games lately. And the rule is, because if we were like, does it have to have a board necessarily yeah. on it? I think if it came in a box in which you sat around a table and played it with people or whatever, yeah. then it's basically it. Uh, like, Other than
2: cards. like
1: Right. Cards I don't think necessarily counts. And dominoes I don't think necessarily counts like that. Uh, They're their own games. But like Battleship, well, examples. I don't have it on my list. Oh, no I don't either. Okay, so like Battleship isn't technically a board, but that's a board it's game. It's a board game, yeah. So uh, that's my example I go to. Um, I have and it was a tough honorable one I have, mentions. I have a bunch of honorable mentions. <laughs> I have three honorable mentions. Cause I was like, oh man! I'll start off
2: with uh, my my yeah. childhood game, and my dad would create make these boards himself. Oh shit! So number five for you? It's a Wahoo board. All right, it's Never marbles heard. and, oh, and a know. dice game, Wait, and it's, it's basically sorry, but on yeah. So we played that a lot as a kid. I actually, my dad made me one recently. We played that one all the time.
1: That's awesome. Uh, my number five. So for board games, for me, a big memory I have. Um, I'm like super close to my grandparents these days. Or anything, but like my, I used to stay at their house every Saturday night for until I was like thirteen years old. Um, unless I happen to go to a friend's house or party or something. But in general, I did it every night, every Saturday. And me and my grandma would play the fuck out of some board games, and so a lot of these on my list are from that. And there was this game called Upwards. Now Upwards is basically Scrabble, yeah, but, you but it's a up. smaller board, and you can lay on top of tiles. So you can go five tiles high. Right. So if someone puts the word shit, I'm on like the god damn it there has to be a good word i can think of here um upwards let's just say the word was upwards right. you could change it to upward yeah. by just putting a d on the s you're right. like haha i got that word right. and so it's a lot easier for me as a kid and um i just remember always thinking my grandma had to look in the dictionary because i'm like that's a word <laughs> that's a word she would be like no it's not asshole <laughs> right <laughs> you me wrong she's like show me where Najiki is a word And I'm like Give me <laughs> well, a, second. a second and I would pull up The dictionary every time And like <laughs> Just pray that Yeah I'll get here And hopefully it's
2: there yeah. I, Grandparents were the worst Because like They took it serious <laughs> Fuck yeah <laughs> they were, See they were like At least when we grew up I don't know about, I think grandparents Today
1: are probably soft But when we grew up Grandparents were like We're gonna instill in you Everything idea. your parents Aren't doing <laughs> Right <laughs> We're filling in the gaps yeah. That they're missing Even if they're not missing them. Right so um, what is your number four?
2: Risk. Okay. I mean, I, in the Navy, we played Risk every time we were on duty. And basically, uh, it was great. We played Risk a lot. be honest, I haven't really
1: played Risk much. The only time I've played it, and this isn't real Risk, is on Battle... Or, I'm sorry, Warcraft 3. Yeah. They had um, on battle online, they had like these custom games and someone made the Risk map that used Warcraft people. Right. And so I played that. And I've seen people play Risk, so I get the general idea. Looks super boring. But
2: when you're when you're playing it on a board with people, it's not.
1: Okay. Well, and I'm sure in the Navy, a lot of things would have been more boring than Risk. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> it on a risk, boat. right. It's fun, though. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. My number four is a game that I didn't play until my probably senior year of high school, freshman year of college. Uh, I remember coming to college being so fucking good at this game that just made me feel awesome. And it's a game called Catchphrase. Okay. And now I live through the it used to be like cards and a little it would move the little paper card right. with the words. Um and then I got an electronic one very shortly after. So right. they quickly made an electronic version. So the if you haven't played catchphrase, the way this works, not a board game, but I think it counts, um, is say you have a minimum of four people. That's a minimum you could play as and there's right. two teams. Every other person's on the other team. Uh, so there has to be an even number of people, and there will be a word on the screen, and you try to fucking describe that word without saying, saying the word.
2: word. One of those words on the card, right?
1: No, no. That's a different game that was an honorable mention of Taboo. Is that one? taboo. taboo. Yeah. I think Upwards is better because it's quicker. Yeah, It's like, um, I'm trying to put this in. Video game term. I'm trying to give it a quick one, but I can't think of one right now. Anyway, it's just like a quicker version because it's like go, 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 and then eventually a timer will run out, and then you're I got like,
2: you're pulling the cards to get to the next card. Is and you're just like your
1: next one, next one, get rid of it. Whereas in Taboo. Um, taboo was very fun as well but you but fuck up a, a lot
2: it's on a timer yeah rack, it's right. on a timer and you fuck up all
1: the time and so it's it's own type of fun right. it it definitely made my honorable mention though on taboo but catchphrase was awesome my favorite memory is coming back from college my little cousin Shad was still in high school and we were playing it uh, my mom has this thing where she wants to drink margaritas on Christmas Eve <laughs> or whatever cool. I, mean, I mean she what? invented it this year that year that this happened and I was like okay cool mom and we try to keep it going now but we played catchphrase and the word was bong and immediately I just look at shot. I go water pop <laughs> like <laughs> in a second. And then like all the adults in the room just being like, what? And it was just really funny. Right. And I always enjoyed that memory of catchphrase. Um, so what is your number three life?
2: The game of life, the game of life. I mean, it's great. Cause like I, I went at it every time I play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's cool. It, it looks a
1: lot cooler, I think, than it was. At least that's how I always. Yeah, the, I bought the it. new
2: board. It's pretty fun.
1: Okay, I remember as a kid, you know, you had seen, you are like, "Oh, it looks so much fun!" Right. And then we actually played. You are like, uh, "Oh, you are collecting cards, and we add them up." Bethy, okay, okay, I got it. It's
2: not who gets there first. Or, yeah,
1: <laughs> right? it's like not exactly <laughs> competitive right. in that way.
2: Like I was good at rolling low numbers and getting as many life tiles as I possibly <laughs> right. could.
1: I want to be the cop. Right. So <laughs> yeah, I can exactly, get anytime you roll, whatever. Uh, The Game of Life is cool. It got replaced in my mind very quickly with The Sims. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as The Sims was a thing that existed, it was like, well, who would ever want to play The Game of Life? Right.
2: (laughs) I play with my kids The Game of Life, and they never beat me. Yeah, those fucking yeah. they suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of a random thing, but I mentioned uh last week on this podcast that I finally watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. I know it's you're so a fan. Good. Yeah. And I watched the first few episodes. And I do like it's a little silly, probably from my normal humor. But, it's, but Andy Sandberg's so funny. He's so good. The and one the line jokes are right. His jokes are really good. I don't like necessarily Terry Crews or the guy from Super Bad. Um, uh
2: which one?
1: The the creepy guy from Superbad. Yeah. I don't remember what his name is <laughs> in the that show. But I love Andy Sandberg. Um Anyway, back to our fucking list My number three is another game I played with my grandmother Way, way too much I credit it to me being decent at math That and Legos I think those two things Which is
2: Yahtzee is fun, great game
1: I played so much Yahtzee My grandma, when, uh, when they were moving into their new house yeah. She pulled out like all the old scorecards And we just fucking had scorecard of scorecard Of just all the times yeah. we would do it And there's a lot of strategy in Yahtzee There is but as a kid, you're just like, oh, I got four threes. I'm going to keep the threes. No, and,
2: but once you figure out that, the, hey, shit. I don't want to take four threes right now. I could use that on chance and go for right. like five threes later on.
1: Yeah. the Yahtzee was great. And then I remember when I was in high school, I guess you had probably been in college. There was like a big revolution of like online game, like website games, web. Game. It's like you could go play Yahtzee right. on a website somewhere. And I. I would play it all day. And then right. like Rainbow Yahtzee, where they added this whole colored dice right. thing. And oh, man, it was fucking dope. So I'm a big fan of Yahtzee. I wish they would just put it out on PS4. And if I could platinum fucking Yahtzee, right. I would do it. That's where I feel about it. All right. What is your number two game?
2: I mean, it's Monopoly. I mean, two. I mean, perfect. It's just a really good, like, fun game. I mean, it takes forever to play, but we're like, it's fun to play. Right, I enjoy Monopoly. I think you guys have. It a also ride. makes me so angry to play. I'm like, fuck you! Right, we, <laughs> I
1: think you can't play with more than three people, person. I know you can.
2: Yeah, but we played with four the other night, and it was murder.
1: Right, like four people. It's just you're never gonna get people to get a Monopoly. You know, and all that. Uh, it is really, I'm really fun. good at
2: trading, though. It's.
1: I think it's one of the few board games that is better digitally. Mm. Like whenever a Koopi had it on her Super iPad. NES had it. Uh, we played it all the time And then I had it on My PS3 I think it was I had a one But like It made the Board all like Digital Like a 3D landscape And right. so And it was really fun and I think it works because you can skip, you can speed it up a little bit. Yeah, like, um, it's your turn, and it auto counts your money. No one's cheating on the banking shit, and so everyone cheats on the banking. <laughs> shit. I I enjoy a digital Monopoly. Is so what I'm gonna but Monopoly they, have, they actually is also, have the
2: one now you can buy with a calculator, and you have to put your card in it. It was so fast, much faster with that.
1: Oh, so like a debit card? Yeah, it's a debit card. <laughs> That's, yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right, so we both have Monopoly, and number two, what mm-hmm. is your number one?
2: most people may have not heard of it, but it's mousetrap.
1: I do remember mousetrap. I yeah. never knew the point of it besides it setting up.
2: House.
1: I knew you set up a whole, a whole elaborate thing, yeah. but I never understood how it was a board. Did you roll dice? There was
2: dice, and you had, had scores you had to go through, and then if you landed on this still, and the mousetrap would land on you, you were trapped. And
1: Okay. Yeah. I got you. I remember Trevor um, from our hometown. You'll know him. I remember they had it, and he would always set it up take a long time, but I would always be like, what's this game about <laughs> right what happens here? it's
2: so much fun to watch you right it's cool marble go over and knock the cage over it's yeah it's pretty fun
1: uh my number one is going to be kind of a lame choice but i love it and it's gonna be chess
2: chess is fun i mean um, not everyone knows how to play chess so right
1: now that's the thing so my great grandfather taught me he had like a stroke and shit he could barely talk but he taught me when i was really young like, nine, eight, or nine years old. And immediately when he told me the rules, I was like, oh, it's just a game. And it was, like, a cool game. Because, like, checkers, I never liked checkers. Even as a kid, I just was like, it's so well, fucking boring. Mean, yeah. And he taught me chess. like, oh, they're like... And they have cool names, like knights and rooks and bishops and shit. So, like, as me playing, like, fucking RPGs, I'm like, all right, they have different moves. So I got yeah, it, yeah. you know? You're strategy. Right. And then once I got back, uh, like, I was like junior high there would be like a chess board in your math class. And it was right. like a free day. You could play, play chess, chess and other kids would play me. I would just destroy every <laughs> run <Right. laughs> because I knew how to play.
2: Yeah, I was how to play.
1: And I'd be like, I can't do that move. That's not right. And so I enjoyed it for that. And then I want to say me and uh, my cousin, Rusty, we each got this like free download chess game or something on the computer. Right. And I practice on that a lot. I can visualize where it was like a tan and brown board and, you know, your fucking computer graphics looking ass uh, chess. And I just played it all the time where I play people online and I got decent. I'm not great at chess. I'd probably be right now. I'm playing in forever, right. but I at least understand how it works yeah. and shit. And it's just impressive to me how deep it is and how much strategy is involved for something that's been around so long. You would so think it longer. would be like mastered right. right to a point to where like, it's not even fun, but apparently, you know, there's lots of nuances <laughs> to the games.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um, My honorable mention.
1: Yeah. I can tell you one right now, Go Clue. Ahead.
2: Clue was fun. I, I I looked at like the top 75 online and Clue was one of those. And I was like, yeah, that's a good one.
1: See, Clue is one I remember wanting to play a lot as a kid. But when I actually think, I'm like, do we actually play it a lot, though? Because I want to feel like you need a lot of people. Right. And your parents are like, I don't want to fucking play Clue. Right.
2: <laughs> like, Clue's not though. fun. Because, yeah, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. You got to set up
1: a bunch of stuff. Right. And-
2: no one wants to play Clue. Right. <laughs> but so when you got to play it, you like loved it. But shoots and Ladders... I remember it. It was fun. Um basically the premise is you land on a certain square, you get a shoot that takes you almost to the end of the board game, and then you have a big slide that takes you all the way to the end, so you could be winning and still lose. Right. Basically the same as Candyland, correct?
1: Is it Candyland the same scenario? Yeah, Candyland's
2: kind of the same scenario. You got different like parts of the board that do different things.
1: Um Now I think what's funny is we were talking about like classic board games. Like we're not talking about Cones of the Nostria <laughs> right. or whatever the fuck it was in Parks and Rec. Uh You know, we're not talking about like these where nerds get together, and dungeon right. Right. Not that I would. I would love to. We you know how many people have invited me to ever do that. None ever. I would be. I pretty don't
2: know how to good. play, it, but I think I'd be great at it. No one's ever invited me to play. I know.
1: It. I think like you roll the dice, and they're like, "Do you want to do this, this, or this?" And then you're like, oh, "I want to do this," and they'll say, and "Then well, you, you roll need, the dice to see if you, you get it eight. See yeah. if you can get that." And I can totally understand it, um, but. Most of the people that play it are fucking weirdos, you know? Not to make fun of y'all too hard if you're out there listening. But anyway, (laughs) uh, I think it's fun that we went with Classic Board. That's what I'm getting at here. Gotcha. Trivial Pursuit, another one I fucking love.
2: I was going to mention that one, but I figured it would be in your top five. Right.
1: And it could have been, but I wanted to put Upwards as like a one no one's heard of my right. grandma we played a lot look it up trivial pursuit i liked a lot my grandparents also had that they had the classic from the like 20th. the 70s or whatever the fuck yeah, this and yeah. then they had the baby boomer edition nice so also all this fuck right. shit. that's probably why i random trivial knowledge from time to time but i remember when uh rusty again uh, when he was in college in weatherford uh, for a couple of years um his girlfriend at the time uh she thought she was like the best person ever at Trivial Pursuit and he probably doesn't even remember this memory he probably doesn't even who gives a fuck right they probably yeah. played so many times but I went up in high school to then visit them in college and I remember beating her ass at Trivial Pursuit to the fact she got like
2: pissed right. I'm like how dare you win you <laughs> Why fucking would you child know yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was the millennium edition right
2: I think I had the Millennial edition as well it was fun
1: yeah so um, anyway uh, I fucking love Trivial Pursuit you mentioned sorry or a Wabu bahu. Wahoo Whatever the fuck, no. Wahoo! Wahoo! Boy, sorry. I loved as a kid, but I remember once I was done with it, I was like dumbest fucking game, and I right. hated it. Right. But I did enjoy it up to a certain point.
2: Uh, Trouble's fun as well. Have you ever played Trouble? I don't think so. It's basically sorry, but you have a little bobble cube that you have push. Oh, you push down it, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that yeah. completely. Yeah, it's basically that now. sorry, but, but I played that a lot with my grandpa. We would sit on the porch because he had one of those. and you know, All you had to do is push it down, and so he could sit on the porch with me and go and keep track of me <laughs> <laughs> right that's the way to do it uh
1: guess who i always thought was so awesome as a kid uh are you familiar with guess who
2: yeah i guess it was fun i mean but, it's a classic
1: right but i mean i was thinking about how do like, they guess oh. right yeah like <laughs> i do think it's fun if you may like a one because i've seen them where like the office characters or right, game be cool. of thrones that'd characters cool. you know something like cool. that um now the last three I have on my honorable mention, I think are all in the same vein of like they're board games, but they're like the way chess is a board game. Right. Which is Chinese checkers, way superior to normal checkers. Right. You can play like six like, fucking people. Yeah. Um I always like Chinese checkers. Uh, this game Hard called Mastermind. It also went by Codebreaker. And you never it, played it. it. This exists in many video games today where it'll be like, uh, there's like eight different colors and four spots. What colors are they? And you'll guess like uh, red, white, green, blue, and it's like one of those are right. And you're yeah. like, okay, one Which of those one is four, it? and then you'll try one, and it's like none of those are right. Okay, well, that yeah. one was the right. That's and 20, you have like yeah. 20 guesses to figure right. out the pattern. It's like a code breaking, like if you could figure it out and be good, you'd be really smart. And right. at one time in like eighth grade, I was. Nice. But now, probably not as much. But I see it <laughs> pop up in video games, I'm like, oh, that's like that game. That's code breaker. <laughs> that's a game I used to play. Yeah. Um, And then Mancala, I've, I
2: love Mancala. Mancala is fun. There was
1: another one of those, like, it's a free day today in junior high. Y'all can play Mancala. And then you happen to be like, there was so much more strategy than you realized Right. At first. And Mancala was really fun. I don't know if well, there's like a Once you figure it out. You're like, right. <laughs> but you would just wait until someone hadn't played it before and you're like, about to run the table. Run the table. This
2: guy, watch this shit. <laughs> uh, exactly how it works. So
1: I will, I'm now curious if there's a Mancala phone out. Because I haven't seen it anywhere, but that's the one I wanted to shout out. Nice. Um, so anyway, I think that was a pretty decent top five list there. Um, I, I agree. It was fun. All right. Uh, anything else we need to get to for you out of here, man? No, that's it, man. All right. Well, you should make it over more often. Sorry, buddy. I know. It's cool. I can record literally. I mean, like we're doing right now in the middle of, or like on a weekday. It's fine with me.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so that can't happen. I know when you work till and stuff and all that these days.
2: I, I work till five.
1: Oh, perfect. I used to work late like I did. Right. This is the worst. (laughs) All right, man.
2: Peace. Peace.